your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 217 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and the day is finally here in just about half an hour here. It's about 1130 as I'm recording this. We are going to have the start of free agency. Of course, it is slated to begin at noon today on Friday. And we're going to do this episode in a similar fashion to how we did the trade deadline episode, what feels like a million years ago, but in reality was just a few months ago. Basically, I'm just going to watch free agency as it unfolds when it starts at noon here and just kind of see what happens. And as news breaks and players sign with different teams, I'll just talk about it a little bit on here, just a little bit at a time. Obviously, we'll focus most heavily on the New York Rangers, but might mention, you know, if Peter Angelo signed somewhere, Tori Krug signed somewhere, Taylor Hall signed somewhere. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And yeah, let's just enjoy the ride here. Hopefully the Rangers uh, have a good day. Again, I don't really expect them to go too crazy in free agency today, but you never know what can happen. We will keep an eye on all the Ranger uh, wheelings and dealings here today. And of course, Henrik Lundqvist expected to sign with the Washington Capitals. Jesper Foss expected to move on in free agency as well. We will confirm their signings if and when they happen. And it really is crazy because now, you know, with Mark Stahl being traded and Lundqvist and Foss all but certain to move on. Well, I mean, Foss, I, I guess there's still a chance he could be back with the Rangers but I do expect him to move on in free agency. But with Stahl, Lundqvist, and probably Foss all gone, we are down to just one player remaining from the 2014 team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and that, of course, is Chris Kreider. But it's crazy. I mean, that was only six years ago, and yet just one player remains. But be that as it may, we're going to keep an eye on free agency as it goes here. Again, this episode's kind of going to be recorded in spurts. Anytime the Rangers do something, I'll come on. I'll talk about it for a little while. And then at the end of the episode, if there's still time, we will talk about the final four draft picks that the Rangers made in day two of the NHL draft a couple days ago. If there's not time to do that, then we'll save that for next episode, because like I was saying in our previous two episodes, uh, I definitely want to give all of these draft picks they're just due. I want to be able to talk about each of them at least a little bit. I don't want to have to just rush through them and talk about them for only 15 or 30 seconds apiece. So if there's not enough time left today, then we will talk about those free agents early next week for sure, because again, I just want to be able to talk about all of them at least a little bit. And uh, yeah, let's just enjoy the day and uh, fingers crossed that the Rangers have a nice day in free agency here. So one of the first dominoes to fall here today is somebody that I actually mentioned on a recent episode. I was doing an episode where we kind of just took a look at some guys that could be role players for the Rangers. It was it was mostly about just kind of some patchwork that the Rangers could do in free agency. I'm not expecting the Rangers again to go after the Taylor Halls, the Alex Peter Angelos, the Tory Krugs here today. You never know what can happen, but I was looking at some of those, you know, second and third tier kind of free agents, and one of the guys that I had in mind was actually Wayne Simmons. Now, I realize Wayne Simmons, his production has tailed off in recent seasons. He's a little bit older at 32. Uh, right winger were the Rangers. They have some good right wingers, but you could always stand to add a little bit more depth. The reason I thought it might make sense for Wayne Simmons to come to the Rangers is that the Rangers could stand to improve their depth a little bit. I mean, every team in hockey could improve their depth a little bit and 
you know, benefit very greatly from it. But Wayne Simmons is like a third or fourth liner for the Rangers. I thought could at least make a little bit of sense. You know, the fourth line definitely left something to be desired this past season. I think Wayne Simmons is an upgrade on a lot of guys that were playing on the fourth line for the Rangers last season. And I just thought that the price could be right. And indeed, uh, a very uh, small deal for Wayne Simmons, a one-year deal, $1.5 million to go to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think it makes sense for Toronto, given that it's a team that, you know, we always hear about, oh, well, you know, it's all it's all skill and no grit. Uh, so maybe Wayne Simmons could help them in that department. I mean, look, this is not a heartbreaking moment for me here. I just think that Wayne Simmons could have made some sense for the Rangers, but alas, he goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs instead. The only other thing I'll say in Simmons' defense for people who might be underwhelmed with this idea of him potentially coming to the Rangers is that, you know, he has played for four teams in the last two seasons. So as far as his scoring production decreasing, that was probably going to happen anyway. But I just think that when you're bouncing around that much, it's probably hard to develop uh, big-time chemistry with whomever your line mates might be. So I think, you know, maybe if he gets to actually stay in one place for an entire season, that could work in Simmons' favor. And even if he doesn't regain the scoring touch, he's somebody who could kind of solidify the bottom six. But yep, he goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we'll see what else happens here with the Rangers. And this is now official, guys. It doesn't make it any less strange to actually sit here and say it out loud, but Henrik Lundqvist now officially a member of the Washington Capitals. His deal is complete. It is for one year, one and a half million dollars with the Caps. A significant pay cut for the King, but that was to be expected. I think if you're Lundqvist, you've made plenty of money. At this point, it's about one thing, and that's chasing the Stanley Cup. Uh, if you've not heard our recent episode entitled... Henrik Lundqvist bought out by the Rangers. I highly recommend going back and listening to that right now. Uh, we talk about everything Henrik Lundqvist accomplished and what was just a legendary career with the Rangers. Just a class act all the way, putting up just phenomenal numbers season after season after season, leading the Rangers on deep playoff charges, all that good stuff. We also talk about five potential teams that could be interested in Lundqvist this upcoming season. We included the Capitals on the list, and that is indeed where he goes. And I really like the fit here. You know, Braden Holpe going to be moving on from the Capitals in free agency, and that leaves the Caps with only Ilya Samsonov as far as goalies with NHL experience. And Samsonov, he was a rookie last season, but he's appeared in just 26 NHL games. He played well last year. He is a former uh, first-round draft pick by the Capitals. Lundqvist seems ticketed to be the backup there in Washington, but I do think he'll get some playing time. I don't know that the Caps, you know, this is a team that still has Stanley Cup aspirations. I don't know that they're going to look to overwhelm Samsonov and ask him to play 70 games next season. I really don't see that happening. Lundqvist is going to play, and the Caps do like Samsonov. He is a former first-round pick of the team, as we mentioned. He went number 22 overall back in 2015, but Lundqvist, he'll get some time between the pipes, and it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that Lundqvist eventually can work his way into a fairly even timeshare here. If I'm going to make a prediction as far as how often Lundqvist gets to play for the Caps next year, I'll say maybe he gets to start about a third of the games for the Capitals, uh, maybe slightly more than a third. Obviously, long-term, Samsonov looks like he's going to be the guy there. He's a He's going to be a way bigger part of the Capitals franchise than Lundqvist is going to be in the long term. But again, it's a nice fit. The other thing here is that the Capitals can score goals, and that's something that Henrik Lundqvist will greatly benefit from next season. Samsonov, too. I mean, it's got to be nice to be a goalie on a team that's scoring, you know, four or five goals every single night, which is always what it seems to be with the Capitals. But you guys have probably noticed that over the years. The Caps do tend to score a lot of goals. And this past season, they scored 240 goals. That was second in the NHL only to the Lightning, who scored 245. So 
Lundqvist won't have to be perfect. There's going to be games where Lundqvist, he might go out there and give up three goals on 25 shots, which doesn't sound all that great on paper. But you know what? The Capitals, they'll score six goals and they'll win the game 6-3, to three, and that'll be just fine. That'll be a, a job well done by Henrik Lundqvist on nights like that. And I said this before, but if the Rangers do not win the Stanley Cup next season, I don't think they're quite there yet. I mean, we like to be optimistic. We like to be glass half full. We like to be upbeat on this show. I don't think the Rangers are quite there yet where they're going to be lifting the Stanley Cup after next season. I would love to be wrong about that, but I don't think they're quite there yet. But if they don't win the Stanley Cup next year, the Rangers, then I hope the Capitals do because the King needs a cup. And hey, this is a great landing spot for Henrik Lundqvist. He at least has a shot to lift the Stanley Cup at the end of next season. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Today's episode of Locked on Rangers is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, we got a couple of minor signings by the Rangers here. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, just wanted to give you guys a quote from Brian McClellan, the general manager of the Washington Capitals. He had this to say about the team signing Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik is one of the greatest goaltenders in NHL history, and we are pleased to have him join our organization. Henrik has the competitive drive and the ability to help our team compete for a championship. We feel he will be an excellent fit for our team and provide leadership to our organization and our young goaltenders. So very cool. Obviously, the Capitals are very excited to have Henrik Lundqvist. And again, you know, I really do think this is a nice landing spot. I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. The Rangers have also re-signed a restricted free agent defenseman in Brandon Crowley. Crowley, a 23-year-old defenseman that split last season between the Wolfpack and the Maine Mariners of the ECHL. Six foot one, 
202 pounds, drafted by the Rangers in the 2017 NHL draft in the fourth round. He went number 123 overall, has yet to make his NHL debut. Uh, in 38 games with Maine last season, Crawley had two goals and 10 assists. He also skated in nine games with the Wolfpack. And in 123 career AHL games with the Hartford Wolfpack over the past three seasons, Crawley has five goals and 15 assists to go along with 216 penalty minutes. Last year, a career high three goals, a career-high 12 assists, and a career-high penalty minutes with 111. He gives the Rangers some organizational depth. By all accounts, he's a very physical defenseman, still fairly young, again at the age of just 23. Uh, if he plays well enough and or there are injuries to the Ranger blue liners next season, I mean, certainly we don't want that to happen, but injuries are a part of the game, then it's at least possible that we see Crowley make his Ranger debut. Uh, the issue is that there's just so many players, you know, trying to find their way onto the Rangers lineup and there's only six spots. You know, the, the Rangers only dress six defensemen on most nights. So it, it's tough to just kind of find your way onto the Ranger team. But Crowley, you know, again, we've seen guys kind of force the issue in the AHL. No better example than Ryan Lindgren last season. He just played well enough and got a chance with the Rangers and basically just stuck with the team. Crowley, you know, if he plays well enough with the Hartford Wolfpack, then we've seen guys can kind of force the issue and kind of force their way onto the Rangers. So we'll see what happens there. But again, you know, just seems to be a nice organizational depth piece at this moment. Once again, uh, Brandon Crowley re-signing with the New York Rangers. We also have the Rangers' first free agent signing as far as signing someone away from another team, and in this case, it's the rival Devils. The Rangers have signed 27-year-old center Kevin Rooney away from New Jersey. Uh, Rooney can play right wing as well, mostly a center, though. He's got a lefty shot, and it is a two-year deal worth $700,000 in the first year and $800,000 in the second year. Uh, to kind of take it from the top with Rooney and go back to the beginning, he actually went undrafted after playing college hockey with Providence College of the Hockey East, but he's made it to the NHL. He has skated in 95 career NHL games, all of them with the Devils over the past four seasons, a total of 10 goals and nine assists in those 95 games. He has also appeared in 187 AHL games since making his professional debut. So he has spent more time in the AHL than the NHL, but this past season, he really kind of became a fixture with the Devils. He only played in the NHL. In fact, did not play at all in the AHL, 49 games with the Devils this past season. So we'll see, you know, he could become something of a swingman for the Rangers as far as someone who could kind of be back and forth a little bit between the Rangers and the Hartford Wolfpack. Although it seems like he kind of established himself as an NHL regular this past season. And I get the feeling we're going to see him on the Rangers opening night roster this upcoming season, probably on the fourth line. Uh, I also found this interesting. So Rooney was actually named the captain of the Binghamton Devils in 2018. The Binghamton Devils are, of course, the AHL affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. And look, you know, if he's getting the C, then I think it stands to reason that he's probably a pretty good leader or at the very least a really good locker room guy. That's always a good thing. I think the Rangers have kind of cultivated uh, a really winning, positive mentality in that locker room. You hear about how it's a very tight-knit bunch. These guys are all friends. They hang out away from the ice, or at least they did before the pandemic happened. Uh, but it's always fun to root for these underdogs players, you know, these undrafted guys that kind of have to fight and scratch and claw their way to get to the NHL, and then they have to scratch and fight and claw some more to stay in the NHL, and it looks like Rooney is an example of that. Uh, last season was probably his best as a pro, I mean, just in terms of playing time, because he skated in a career-high 49 games, as we mentioned, scored four goals, had a career-high five assists. He actually got into a fight with Chris Kreider last season. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but basically, uh, the puck was behind the Devil's net, and Kreider laid a really big hit on Matt Tennyson. Now, I don't know... you. 
it's kind of 50-50. I wouldn't really call this a dirty hit because Kreider was going in on the four check. He's aggressive. He's going to hit. He's going to throw his weight around, all that good stuff. Uh, Tennyson, he was kind of approaching him from the side, was Kreider. And then Tennyson kind of turned away from him at the last second. And at that point, I'm not so sure Kreider could stop. But uh, either way, you know, it's the kind of hit that it's definitely going to draw a reaction from Tennyson's teammates. And that's what happened. Rooney basically jumps on Kreider. We get a giant skirmish from the entire team. One of those five-on-five kind of wrestling matches that you get. Just a total scrum. Uh, Kreider and Rooney both dropped the gloves. There were a couple punches thrown. No big haymakers landed. The linesman broke it up fairly quickly. But yeah, you know, Rooney, he has a reputation as somebody who will stick up for his teammates, so that's cool to see as well. I like this signing. You know, it's not the kind of signing where I'm going to be doing cartwheels all over my living room, but this is kind of what we've been talking about, right? Where the Rangers were going to have to do some patchwork and add some depth pieces, and that's what they've done here with the signing of Kevin Rooney. Rooney, also a very good penalty killer and uh, the Rangers penalty kill unit ranked just 23rd out of 31 teams in the league last season at 77.4%. So Rooney, seemingly a guy who can help the Rangers in that department. And like we talked about, you know, he was the captain of the Binghamton Devils, seems like a guy who will stick up for his teammates and uh, just a good locker room presence. So I really like this. Uh, It's an extremely affordable contract, obviously. And you just keep your fingers crossed as a Ranger fan that hopefully Rooney fits in well, does his thing on the penalty kill and becomes... Uh, a solid depth player for the New York Rangers going forward. This could also spell the end for Greg McKaig as far as his time with the Rangers is concerned, just because I think they're fairly comparable players, and if you're bringing in Rooney to center the fourth line, I think Greg McKaig probably becomes expendable at that point. And McKaig, I mean, this is nothing new. He kind of jumps around the league. He's been on so many teams, it'll make your head spin if I sit here and list them all. But, you know, McKaig, I, I think there was always good effort from him during his time with the Rangers. But again, it's not somebody, you know, we talked about the impending free agents for the Rangers, you know, coming up this offseason. And I think you look at Greg McKaig, you look at some of the other free agents that the Rangers have, Greg McKaig not going to be too high on the list of priorities. And I mean, absolutely no disrespect by that. But when you've got guys like, you know, Tony D'Angelo is a restricted free agent, Ryan Strom's a restricted free agent, and Alex Georgiev and Brian Lemieux, Greg McKaig is going to be a little bit down on the pecking order. And I just get the feeling that, you know, by bringing in Rooney, it probably means that Greg McKaig is on his way to another team. But Greg McKaig was a solid, hardworking player for the New York Rangers. And so if he is on his way, then, hey, nothing but the best to Greg McKaig. Uh, probably going to be moving on to a new team as he has done so often in his NHL career. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Roman. Talking about ED isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my bojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. 
Got to talk about this as well. Probably the biggest move that the Rangers have made thus far today, at least in terms of name recognition, as they have now signed Jack Johnson, a defenseman who was recently bought out by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Johnson's deal with the Rangers is for just one year and $1.15 million. He's 33 years old, and a lot of Ranger fans are not happy about this signing. It's definitely not my favorite thing that the Rangers have ever done. I don't think I hate it as much as seemingly a lot of other people do. Uh, First of all, some context, how this all came to be, and uh, why some Ranger fans are upset about all this. So Johnson, bought out by the Pittsburgh Penguins, he had three years left on what was a five-year, $16.25 million deal with the Penguins. He carried a $3.25 million cap hit. And he was bought out of that deal after two very lackluster seasons with the Pittsburgh Penguins, just did not play well on either side of the ice. And to just kind of track his career, uh, he made his NHL debut back in 2006-2007 with the Los Angeles Kings. This was after the Hurricanes made him the number three overall selection in the 2005 NHL draft, but he never actually did play with the Carolina Hurricanes. He spent five years with the Kings, the first five years of his career, moved on to the Columbus Blue Jackets for the next seven years, and then, of course, the aforementioned two Uh, poor seasons with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, He does have some history, obviously, with Jacques Martin. Martin uh, hired as the assistant coach for the New York Rangers this offseason to replace Lindy Ruff. Martin had been an assistant coach with the Penguins and had spent the last two seasons with Johnson on that team. Uh, And again, it's just a bit of an underwhelming move. Actually, it's a very underwhelming move. When you take a look at Johnson's career arc and you see how he has declined over these past two seasons— Uh, The only thing I'll say in its defense is we kind of had a feeling this was coming. The Rangers were going to add a cheap veteran defenseman, probably a stopgap type of player, someone who you could just bring in for a year and he would just kind of serve as a placeholder until some of the Ranger prospects are ready to go at the NHL level. Uh, This past season, for, again, just some more context here, Johnson had three goals, eight assists, 63 shots, 97 block shots, and 183 hits in 67 games for the Penguins. And just as a quick aside here, I do have to mention Mark Borowiecki. He was a guy that I was really high on coming into free agency, somebody that I thought was undervalued, underappreciated, and just a really fun player because Borowiecki just racks up hits like nobody's business. He's always at or near the top of the league in hits. And he signed a two-year $4 million deal with the Nashville Predators. I would have loved for the Rangers to have gotten somebody like Mark Borowiecki over Jack Johnson, but maybe the Rangers just didn't feel like it was in their price range. Maybe they felt like they didn't want to have to go to a second year to whomever they brought in to kind of fill this role as a stopgap defenseman, and that's how they end up with Jack Johnson instead of somebody like Mark Borowiecki. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I was really high on Mark Borowiecki coming into free agency, was really hoping the Rangers would sign him, give him a chance. Uh, just a big physical player, a guy that I think a lot of Ranger fans really would have liked, but alas, he goes to the Nashville Predators instead, and uh, we're stuck with Jack Johnson. Um, Listen, I'm going to throw out a best-case scenario here for Ranger fans because I think a lot of Ranger fans are really down about this signing. They don't get it. They don't like it. Let's say that Johnson at least rounds back into form a little bit here this season. I'm not saying he's going to go back to being an outstanding— I mean, really, he's never been an outstanding player. He's been a very good player certain years. But let's say he at least gets back to being a competent NHL defenseman And, you know, we go through the season, he's kind of holding it down as a third defense pairing type player, and then we get to the trade deadline, and now imagine a scenario where he not only is playing better, but the Rangers also feel like a lot of their prospects are ready to go, whether it's Keandre Miller, or Liber Hayek, or Igor Rykov, or maybe even Braden Schneider, who they just drafted in the first round. Anybody else who impresses in the AHL, bottom line, the Rangers at this point 
near the trade deadline in this best-case scenario, feel like they have defensemen that are willing to step in there for Johnson. The Rangers can trade Johnson, and it's not going to net a huge return, but they can move Johnson to another team, a team that is looking to add a little bit more depth on the blue line and open up a spot for one of these young defensemen that us Ranger fans are so excited about. And just because the Rangers would trade Jack Johnson at the deadline, it doesn't mean that they're bona fide sellers, that, you know, they're having another fire sale or anything like that. It's just a situation where they would feel that Johnson is now expendable because we've got other guys who we're feeling really good about. They've played well in the AHL. Maybe even some of them by that point next season have seen some time in the NHL, whether it's Ke'Andre Miller, Libert Hayek, Igor Rykov, whoever it might be. You know, maybe they feel at that time that, okay, so-and-so is ready to step in and take Jack Johnson's place. We can trade Jack Johnson. We no longer need him. We can move him somewhere else and get, you know, a mid-round draft pick in exchange for it. That's a best-case scenario, I think, for Ranger fans next season. Something else that I think is very important to consider here and a reason why I think Ranger fans can rest easy about this signing, even if you don't like it, you think Jack Johnson is shot, he's not going to play good hockey for the Rangers, why are we doing this? Here's the thing. The Rangers are not hitching their franchise to the Jack Johnson wagon here. It's just a one-year deal. It's barely a million dollars. And if Johnson plays poorly and plays his way out of a role with this team, then we're all going to get what we want anyway. A spot will open up there on the blue line for the Rangers, and we can see Ke'Andre Miller, or we can see Liber Hayek, or we can see whoever it might be. Whoever, Whichever AHL defenseman is playing best for the Rangers, maybe that guy steps into Johnson's spot. Johnson becomes a healthy scratch on most nights, and obviously... At that point, we can all say, okay, this signing didn't work out. But again, it's just one year and barely north of a million dollars. But if you don't like this move simply because you think Jack Johnson is lousy, he can't play anymore, he's not going to be able to help this team, then I hear you because the metrics have not been kind to Jack Johnson over these past few years. And it certainly does seem like he's on the decline. But in terms of just having a veteran stopgap, a guy you can plug into the lineup for just one season, I think it's an okay signing. Just okay and underwhelming because there were some better options available on the free agent market this season. But the Rangers wanted to go cheap here. They didn't want to commit to more than one year for whoever they were going to bring in to put on the blue line and uh, just kind of be a stopgap option as these young defense and get ready to you know make their NHL debut in some cases and eventually hopefully become fixtures on the Ranger blue line. A couple other minor deals for the Rangers. They signed Colin Blackwell, a 27-year-old center. It is a two-year deal. It's a two-way contract for the first year, but it will become a one-way contract in the second year. He comes to the Rangers from the Nashville Predators. Thus far in Blackwell's career, he has spent two seasons in the NHL, a total of 33 games. He has scored three goals and dished out seven assists in that time. All 10 of those points came in the 27 games that he played last season with the Nashville Predators. But I think it's kind of a similar signing as Kevin Rooney in that this is someone who was not a high draft pick. Rooney was not drafted at all. Blackwell was selected by the San Jose Sharks in the seventh round of the 2011 NHL draft. He went number 194 overall that year. So think about it. You know, this guy was drafted nine years ago and only made his NHL debut two seasons ago. So you got to give him credit there. Not someone who was ever a top prospect, but he hung in there. Finally got a decent chunk of games last season. Once again, skating in 27 games with the Nashville Predators. And he'll probably have to compete for a roster spot with the Rangers. I would imagine that... He could start the season with the Hartford Wolfpack, especially since this is a two-way deal. But nice to just have some organizational depth. Again, the Rangers are very thin at center. Here's another center that at least has some NHL experience, and you can plug him into the Ranger lineup if you need to do so. Again, not the kind of move that's going to make or break a team. He comes very cheap, but it's not an expensive contract. 
At most, he'll make $1.45 million over the two years. So again, just a nice depth piece here, nothing too crazy. But we'll see if he ends up working his way up to the Rangers at some point this season. The other signing by the Rangers is a name that will be familiar to a lot of you. It is Keith Kincaid, 31-year-old goaltender who started his career with the New Jersey Devils. It started promisingly enough and then really just kind of tailed off out of nowhere. It was looking like he was going to be, you know, at least a solid NHL goalie, and it's all really just kind of falling apart for Kincaid. He moved to the Montreal Canadiens, really fared no better with them this past season and spent a good chunk of the season in the minors. Uh, the deal with the Rangers is for two years, he will make 750000 in the first year. He will make 800000 in the second year, so he carries a cap hit every season of eight hundred and seventy-five k, And... The biggest reason why the Rangers did this is so they will have a goalie to expose to Seattle in the upcoming expansion draft, which will happen after next season. Uh, Igor Shesterkin will not be eligible for the expansion draft, so don't worry about that. Alex Georgiev, he's the one goalie that the Rangers would probably want to protect. If you have Keith Kincaid, you can expose him to that draft. As far as, you know, the secondary purpose for signing Kincaid, we've talked about on here how it never hurts to have uh, some organizational depth at the goalie position, and I suppose Kincaid qualifies. Like we said, uh, has not gone well for Kincaid over the past couple of seasons. He had a 4.24 goals against average in six games with the Canadians last year to go along with an 875 save percentage. And the season before that with the Devils, he appeared in 41 games, had a 336 goals against average and an 891 save percentage. So he really has fallen on some tough times after a decent start to his NHL career with the Devils for four seasons before that. But, you know, while he's here, he is what he is. He's organizational depth. Uh, I would not expect him to see any playing time with the Rangers, assuming that nothing happens to Igor Shesterkin or Alex Georgiev. Uh, they will be the two goalies that the Rangers look to roll with next season, assuming that they get a deal done with Georgiev. But again, you know, not the worst thing to have a guy who's got some NHL experience in your organization. And if there's an injury to either Shesterkin or presumably Georgiev, if he's back, then you've got somebody in Keith Kincaid that you can at least toss onto the NHL roster for as long as he needs to be there. But that's going to do it for today, guys. As of now, the Rangers have not made any other moves in free agency. We will continue to keep an eye on it. We're not going to get to the draft picks today. We'll get to those last four draft picks next week, and we'll continue to talk about free agency as well. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.